Hello and welcome to ZF1 Amateur. I hope you're doing great. I hope you're doing lovely. And if it's not going well for you, take it to the Lord in prayer. He always has your best interests at heart. My name is Umar Ruth and I host this show. I'm happy to do this. I mean, I feel a bit lonely. We don't have any Formula 1 to, you know, to look out for. We don't have any races. So it's just a bit dull until I think February 19th. When we're going to have a first winter testing. So in the meantime, I just do this podcast, this F1 podcast, and just kind of um, revisit some of the things that happened in the season, some of the things that are happening now, and just have a good time. But luckily for us, we saw, I think, Red Bull Racing um, on their Instagram page. They just posted the Formula 1 2021 race calendar. And I think it has about 23 races. And the first race is, I think, on 21st March. So it's still far away. Because we're in January, February, March. Oh my God, it's still so far away. The first race is February uh, is in March, 21st March, and that's in Australia. Then we go to Bahrain, China, Turkey, Spain, Monaco, Baku, Montreal, France, Austria, UK, Hungary, um, Belgium, Netherlands, Italy, Russia, Singapore, Japan. The race in Japan in Japan is on my birthday, 10th of October, yay, at the Suzuka um, circuit. Then we go to USA, Mexico, Brazil, Saudi Arabia, and then Abu Dhabi finally on 5th December. But you know, these, these dates could change because they're subject to change and all that. Did you just say they could change because they're subject to change? <laughs> but yeah, they could change anytime whenever i think um there's need for change i had this there's issues with the um the 2021 formula one season beginning in australia because i think of something going to happen in melbourne or something of that so so i'm not sure because some people are saying the first race may be in bahrain so i'm not so sure about that but anyway the calendar is out and it's exciting to actually have a calendar out you know it's just nice to see this there's you know um i was going to call it bits of news here and then f1 popping up they keep me company because I have no races to watch, you know, I have nothing to do. All the things I could do is go back and look at some of the things that happened in the past Formula One seasons. And I've done that a lot of times, so I think it's time I just moved forward with my life. And oh, Netflix Drive to Survive Season 3, we're still waiting for that one. But that will probably come out at the end of February. So it will come out during winter testing. Quite interesting. Anyway, welcome to today's episode. Today we're going to talk about, um, let's have our headlines first, you know. Let's have our headlines. Today we're going to talk about Toto Wolf offering Roman Grosjean his wish of driving an F1 car again. Then we'll talk about the Haas team, the Nikita Mazepin saga, Mick Schumacher joining Haas. Then we'll talk about the new Ferrari 2021 car that has just been released. Then we'll talk about Aston Martin re-entering Formula 1 after 60 years of absence. And then we'll also talk about Lewis Hamilton getting knighted by the Queen of England. Welcome to ZF1 Amateur. <laughs> So I think towards the end of the last um race, I think the last the last no, it was the second last race in Bahrain at the Bahrain Grand Prix. We all know what happened. Roman Grosjean escaped from a burning house Formula One car. Um on the it was I think on the first lap, the race was in November two thousand nine and his car drove into a barrier split and then ended up in splitting into two different parts and then exploding into a burst of of intense flames it is said that i think roman grosjean withstood 28 seconds of intense flames and he came out he was hard he was calmed 
but he came out alive and I think that's the most important thing at the end of the day that he's alive that he's able to go back to his family that he's able to have memories with his children and all that so it was such a tough time and I remember it had been a, I think right now it's been over a month just slightly over a month since the crash and he came out with man hands and I remember when he was um, in hospital recovering he, he kept talking about how he was working hard to be available for the next uh, race for the season ending race in Abu Dhabi but unfortunately he didn't actually participate in the race his hands were severely burnt you guys I don't think he would have been able to grab that steering wheel and be able to start a car you know in the right direction plus I think he just needed a, a, a break just you know to just be home and be with his family and be with his loved ones so he was replaced by Petuo Fittipaldi in Abu Dhabi in the Haas car but now since he didn't have a drive um a seat for the Formula One twenty twenty one season, that meant that the crash in Bahrain would have been his last race in a Formula One car and he didn't want to, to be his last time in a Formula One car. In fact if you watch his interviews after um after the crash in Bahrain he kept saying, I hope this is not my last time in a Formula One car. I hope this is not my last time in a Formula One car. And honestly, we do hope I personally hoped it wasn't his last time in a Formula 1 car in the sense of not being in a race. <laughs> I just feel for Roman Grosjean being in a race. I don't know if it's the Haas car or sometimes it's um, he gets issues in, with himself or something. But I just feel like Roman has had a lot of crushes. But interestingly, some I was talking to my sister. She just started loving Formula 1 after watching Drive to Survive, the Netflix series. Interestingly, I was telling her, because in, when you see that series, of course it starts in 2018, and I think by that time he had not been in a podium for a very long time, but it's interesting to know that Roman Grosjean is actually a pretty good driver, because he has 10 podiums to his name, which is pretty good, and he finished P4 in Austria, which is the highest position for the Haas Formula 1 team, so he's actually pretty good. So his history, he drove for the Lotus team, it's Lotus is no longer in uh, Formula 1, and he also drove for its foreign company, Renault before moving to Haas. So anyway, after the race, after the crash in Berlin, he kept saying he didn't want it to be his last time in an F1 car. And let me quote him. He says, and I quote, the story would be beautiful to go to Abu Dhabi. If I don't, I'll call every single Formula 1 team and see if anyone would offer me a private test in January or so to jump back in the car and have 10, 15 laps for myself. End of quote. You can see he did that to be in the front car. Honestly, I'm not a race car driver, but I also wouldn't want my last day uh, at my workplace, the last day at a, at a job that I love to be horrible or horrendous, like the crash he had in the rain. So, good news, Mercedes, Total Wolf says, and I quote, if we're allowed to do this and nobody else within his universe of teams that he raced would provide him with such an opportunity, we would do it. In other words, Mercedes has offered to give Roman Grosjean his dream of driving a Formula One car again. He'll get to test drive a Mercedes car. He's going to drive the fastest car of the turbo hybrid era. He's going to have some time for himself, 10 to like 15 laps. It would do him good. It would do him... You know, amazing, and he's gonna be in a fast car, probably good car with good mechanics. I'm not saying that has mechanics were not good, but I'm just saying it's gonna have that feel. I think it's a good thing Mercedes did that. It's good for PR, but it's also good for um for Mango Jean. It's a bit disappointing that he won't get to sit in the Haas car again. I don't know why, but did you ever watch Netflix Drive to Survive? There's a point when Aganta Stein, I think, is the team principal of um the Haas Formula One team. He was he told Roman Grosjean that if you keep driving this if the cars the way you drive them and crashing and smashing them, then we're going to be corrupt within no time. So I think that's why he's not going to be able to test drive in a in a Haas Formula One car. But the good thing is he's going to get a chance to do that in Mercedes. But I was talking to my little sister, she loves F one as well. And she's telling me there were times when it wasn't Roman's 
uh, woman's fault that the car was crashing into barricades because sometimes you'd see him turning right and the car would instead go to left. I don't know what's that, what that, what what that's called when you you know you commanded the a machine to do something else and it actually does the opposite. It was malfunctioning, so it's not his prob, it's not his fault. I guess it's not his fault, but it's a good thing. Total work well done, and I hope he gets to get his test drive in January. We're in January. And just have laps around whatever circuit is going to have laps around. And just have a good time in an F1 car, yo. It's fun. Yeah. Still talking of the Haas team, the Haas Formula 1 team. Now, I didn't talk about this before, but uh, you remember the Nikita Mazepin saga incident when he sexually harassed a lady in the back of his car. And a lot of people raised petitions. A lot of people used the hashtag, say no to Mazepin. And joining F1 and all that. I don't know. Anyway, Haas is letting Mazepin come in because of financial reasons. But what does that look like for them when it comes to the PR side of it? Because, I don't know, do they just need to be a team making money in the sport? Or do they also need to be a team that, you know, is loved by the people? A team that can advertise brands uh, that people would gladly accept? Because I feel like... You know how Daniel Ricciardo once said the Formula One drivers are like moving billboards. The billboards moving at like 200 miles per hour. Those cars are moving billboards. And now if you have a car with a driver who's done what he has done, and it's just you know advertising all these other brands, and it, it makes you wonder, it makes you question a few things here and there. You know the worst thing for me, I feel like Nikita could have just come out and you know done a video and addressed what he has done wrong. Because I heard, I'm not sure this is another rumor that I heard, but there's a time I think he. He punched Callum Elot in the face or something, and then he had like a red cheek. So it it goes to show you that he has this trend of doing wrong things and getting away with it, and it's in the public eye. So the fact that he assaults a girl and gets away with it because he has money that says a lot. In my opinion, for goodness sake, he's young. You know, I feel like a father could discipline him by like you know lose two years in F one or don't you know you're not going to drive for this team until you learn. You know, the what, what you've done is wrong. It's, it's some sort of discipline for him. But, you know, we all don't get to do that. And then a lot of people were saying, why didn't um, Haas take on Callum Elot? Uh, he's a British racing driver. And like, uh, Callum Elot is a British racing driver. Haas was like, why don't you leave Nikita and actually take on Callum Elot? But, you know, money speaks, I think, louder sometimes. And when it comes to uh, Callum Elot's um, stats, he's now uh, officially the the test and reserve driver for Scudera Ferrari for the 2021 Formula 1 season. But when you look at his stats, let's go through Kalamilot's stats. He has three wins, nine podiums, nine poles, and he finished second in 2020. When you compare him to Nikita Mazepin, Nikita has two wins, six podiums, and two poles, and he finished fifth in 2020. Honestly, I feel like Callum could have gotten to that car that has did and done a better job compared to Nikita Mazepin. But then again, Formula 1 is money, you know? money you have money i think speaks louder than talent at some point so that's why nikita is coming in his dad is a billionaire i think is his dad richer than lance stroll i don't know but his dad is really big and rich and all that another person that joined that's joining the house team who i'm excited to see is mick schumacher his son and his son too michael schumacher seven world that's still a seven world time champion yeah seven world time formula one champion and uh, his nephew to Ralph Schumacher. Wow, there must be powerful names there. And then when you're dinner, you're like, oh my God, daddy is Michael. Uncle is Ralph. Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> I feel like that's so cool. 
Anyway, I hope my question mark is recovering better because the last time I had, he was still recovering from um from the accident that he had. Anyway, Mick Schumacher is a German racing driver. We know that. He's also a member of the Ferrari Driver Academy. So that um, I was going to say the two drivers for Hearts are members of the Ferrari Driver Academy. For some reason in my head, Callum Illo drives for the Hearts Formula 121 team. But anyway, Mick Schumacher is a, an, is a member of the Ferrari Driver Academy, just like Callum Elliott. He's 21 years of age. He has had three wins, 11 podiums, two poles, four fastest laps. So he's pretty good. Is he better than Callum Elliott? I don't think so. But is he loved more? Probably yes, because his dad is dope. And you know, which brings me to the point of this um whole has team in this today's episode. I saw a video on YouTube and there was like people saying that um Mick Schumacher is under pressure to perform well from Gunterstein and all that. And I don't know. I don't know where the, the source of that video is or wherever they got that stuff. But you know, sometimes I just sit there just in my head random because I don't have Formula One to watch. And ask myself I think being because I had a podcast, you know, the Formula One Beyond the Grid podcast, and they interviewed Mick Schumacher, and he talked about how in his earlier days of karting and racing, he didn't use his last name Schumacher, he instead used his mother's name, so he didn't draw so much attention to him. And then when he got high into into the whole racing, then he started using his last name. So I always wonder, does he feel pressured to perform well because he has the last name of Schumacher? Is it like whatever he gets in a car, does he have to do well because you know? By virtue of fact, he's somewhere in his genetics, he's got that seven-time world champion, you know, thing running through his vessels. Or, you know, would a team rather keep Mick Schumacher because he's Mick Schumacher because of his last name? Or would he keep him because of his good performance? Because I'm wondering, let's see after the 2021 season. I know you can't say anything until that happens. But after 2021, hopefully he does really, really good. I mean, it would be fun for him to beat Lewis. Uh, it would be fun, but I think it would be very hard because he's coming in a hot Formula 1 car. And I saw on Instagram people were saying that Gunther Stein was saying that he wasn't so sure about the upgrades to the Haas F1 car for 2021. So is the car going to be good? I don't know. But I just wonder, does he get pressured? I think if I'd met him, if I'd met him, if I met him, when I met him, whatever it is, I would want to ask him. Of course, I wouldn't ask him if he's going to go for a race. I think that would be very harsh. But, you know, randomly meeting someone in the street or something, I'd be like, do you ever feel pressured to perform well because of your last name? And do you think, I wouldn't ask this to him, but I would want to know from you, do you think a team would keep, would rather keep, you know, someone like Mick Schumacher because of his last name rather than his good performance? I don't know. I really don't know. Those are things that go through my head. Just like, imagine if Lewis Hamilton had a child. Would they just, you know, keep him because he's Lewis's child? Of course, I think they would because he would have influence. And speaking to Lewis, I'm diverting. Speaking about Lewis, I'm diverting a bit. I think a lot of people are like, why doesn't Lewis Hamilton retire from F1? Why doesn't he, you know, quit because he's, you know, beating the world record and all that? But I was talking to my sister and I was like, I think he's not going to retire until, you know, he's done the seven world records. I think he just wants to, like, bring it to, like, ten and then retire. And he'll be like, okay, now let's see who can beat my who can beat my records or something like that. I think, because that's what I would do. And anyway, if I had put in one for Schumacher's record, I'd keep going and be like, you know what? Let me just set the standard so high, it would take lo- hundreds of years for people to actually come up to my level and actually beat him. Anyway, well done. Well done. Congratulations to Mick Schumacher. I can't wait to watch the boy. I just want to see what he does. 
He's also 21 years of age. It's very, it's, you know, growing up, we've just started becoming older. I think I was used to, you know, celebrities or people who I watch on TV always being older than me. And now that someone is younger than me, it makes me feel very old. Anyway, moving on. Moving on, Ferrari, Scudera Ferrari uh, just released their 2021 car. Now, I'm not sure they really released it, but I've seen pictures of it circulating on the internet and everywhere. And so it, it made me wonder, why did they release the car so soon, so quickly? Because, you know, it's like, it just reminded me of these times, you know, if when you do exams in school, they always these kids, when you enter an examination room, like 10 minutes into the exam or 20 minutes, they're already finished and they're out of the exam. And you're like, did you guys set the paper? Did you know the questions that were coming? I mean, did you, I mean, did you, ever, did you sit and read through the questions? Did you comprehend and understand what it was all about? Because it just took you 10 minutes to finish the paper. That's what I feel like is going on with the um, Scudera Ferrari team because they just released their car and it's, I'm like, oh my God, that's so soon. It's been only what, 70 days since the last F1 match? Is it only 70 days? And they're releasing their Formula One car. And I'm like, that's too early. You know, but I'm not so sure about my sources on this Formula One car. I'm not so sure if it's really released by uh, Scudera Ferrari. Or these are just fans that are just, you know, releasing pictures of the SF21. Anyway, did you know that Scudera Ferrari is the racing division of the luxury Italian auto manufacturer Ferrari? I always used to wonder, who is Scudera? Which brand is Scudera? Scuderia, did I pronounce it wrong? Scuderia. I thought it was like, you know, how it's um, Aston Martin Red Bull Racing. Uh, or maybe, um, you know, a brand name before the name of the team. That's what I thought Scuderia was. But it turns out it's actually the full name of the team. Now, they're nicknamed the Prancing Horse with reference to their logo. You see the Ferrari logo. It's a horse that's prancing. Anyway, now let's look at let's look at how they performed the season. In Abu Dhabi, the the last race of the season, they finished thirteenth and fourteenth place, which was the worst season that they have ever had since nineteen eighty. They managed to finish sixth in the Formula One Constructors Championship. That was really bad for them. But you know, you always have to come back up after every bad break. I guess you have to rise up from the ashes, and so they're trying to rise up. And you know, I think why they released the car very early is because the 2021 FIA rules limit car development, so probably they didn't have to change so much about the car, so they released it early. So I went onto some uh, a fan page of um, Scudera Ferrari fans, and the page I think the website is scuderiafans.com, and this I quote from the article, and I quote it says. The SF21 will be daughter of the disappointing SF1000, but at least it should be born without a few of the genetic issues that characterized the car before. End of quote. I also hope the same thing. I hope that the SF21 does better than the the SF1000. Is that the name of the car in the, they used in the 2020 um, Formula 1 season? I'm not sure if that's the name. But I hope it does better. But, you know, I hope it doesn't do better than McLaren because as long as McLaren is on top and Daniel Ricciardo is winning the championship and Lando Norris is doing good, I'm good. I really don't care what happens with the other people, <laughs> with the other people, um, with the other teams or the other drivers, honestly. You know, I was talking to my sister and she was like, you know what, 
Voltaire Bottas is just as good as Lewis Hamilton. He just doesn't get the chance to prove himself. And you, I promise you, I have never laughed more in my life than at that moment. <laughs> I'm not saying Valtteri Bottas is bad, but honestly, comparing him to Lewis. Mm -mm -mm. Anyway, now, Mattia Benito, the team principal for Scuderia Ferrari, says the car will have a completely new power unit because the regulations allow that. And they'll also revise the aerodynamics on the car, especially on the front the wind tunnels and all that so we hope it gets better because according to the rules the chassis remains the same so things are going to remain the same literally just a few things being changed here and there speaking of which i always see people asking whether the the you know f1 car engines will get a bit louder or people want louder formula one engines and i'm like what i mean it sounds nice when i listen to it on the phone but i bet if i was sitting like um I've never watched a Formula One race in person, but I bet if I was like, um, of course, if I want, if I'm going to watch a Formula One race, I would want to have like paddock access and all that. I bet if I was in the paddocks, it would be so loud. But anyway, people love their Formula One cars very, very loudly. Now, let's go and talk about Aston Martin re-entering Formula One after 60 years of absence. Now, let's talk about Aston Martin re-entering Formula One after 60 years break. Wow. Now, you know, Mercedes also took like a 50 years break and then came back to F1 and was disastrous, but then picked up the pace and it was actually good. Do we expect the same when it comes to Aston Martin? I'm not so sure. Now, Aston Martin first participated in Formula One between 1959, I think that was at the Dutch Grand Prix, and then left Formula One in 1960 at the after the British Grand Prix. It was a very short-lived time in Formula One. Everything was just going away. They failed to secure any points. They participated in, I think, six races and only had zero points. And I think their best results were sixth place at the British Grand Prix and at the Portuguese Grand Prix. So they weren't doing very well. Anyway, they're due to come back to Formula One. We enter Formula One for the first time in 60 years in 2021 after a commercial rebranding of the Racing Point Formula One team. Now, this team has had a, <laughs> the name changed a thousand times. It's only been 18 months since Lance Stroll. Did I say Lance Stroll? Lawrence Stroll, Lance Stroll's dad, took control of the Force One India, which eventually became the Racing Point in the 2019 season. Now, in 2021, it's going to become... Aston Martin Racing. Did I say Aston Martin Racing? Aston Martin Formula One team. I hope this is the last time they're changing the names because it has really, really changed names a long time because it had names before that. I think it was called, um, was it the Team? No, it wasn't the Team Jordan. Was it the Team Jordan? Then it had the Spiker Cars Formula One team. It has changed names a lot of times, over four times. Anyway, the team will be operated by Racing Point UK and compete under the title of Aston Martin F1 team. Now, this has come as a result of funding investment from a consortium led by Racing Point owner Lawrence Stroll, who managed to secure a 16.7% stake in Aston Martin. Lawrence Stroll will also become Aston Martin's executive chairman. It will be a works team in Formula One. How exciting! And their engine is going to be for Mercedes, the tires, Pirelli. I'm not sure about the engine, but yes, that's it. And they're going to have their driver lineup, Sebastian Vettel, four-time German world champion, and Canadian podium finisher, Lance Stroll, will be joining the team. How exciting, how exciting is that? I was just re-watching all videos of F1, because what else do I have to do? And um, there was this video, I think in 2020 season, when the red flag was out and Lance Stroll was in the pit stops and he went onto the radio and he was like, how long is the red flag going to be? And then his race engineer was like, 
why do you need to know that last? And then he was like, because I need to pee. <laughs> I just died. I died when I heard that. I was like, wow. I don't know if he went in his, if he had to go in his, um, I was going to call it overall, in his racing suit or eventually got out of the car and went to the use of the loose. I'm not sure about that. Anyway, lastly, let's talk about Lewis Hamilton getting knighted. What a beautiful thing. I mean, this guy has worked really hard. He has been my favorite driver for a very long time. We've just separated. I love the way I say that. We've just separated. But I respect Lewis Hamilton. And, you know, I always shut down these rumors of people saying that it's the car that makes Lewis who he is. I'm like, yo, yo, yo. He has put in a good amount of effort. Because when he came to Mercedes, Mercedes wasn't what Mercedes is now. When he came to Mercedes, it was... It wasn't even a B team. It was a Z team. It was doing it very badly. And he's managed to pull it up from where it is right now to where it is the, from where it was then to where it is right now. They're the best, you know, team when it comes to constructors and all that. I respect them. And that guy knows how to do that car. And, you know, you can't say it's what makes Lewis Lewis because Valtteri Bottas drives the same car, but he doesn't have seven world titles. And I know you're going to say sometimes the team tells him to keep behind. But he doesn't have, when Nico Rosberg was in there, he didn't get those many titles. Anyway, so he's a seven-time world champion. He's had 95 wins, 165 podiums, and over 3,000 career points. He's now going to be referred to as Sir Lewis Hamilton. Now, I wonder over the radio, by the way, can you tell that I don't know how to pronounce his last name? I always somehow add an I after L. Hamilton. <laughs> it's like how my sister can say Charles Leclerc. Is it Charles Leclerc? I used to say Charles Leclerc. I don't know. But uh, I tried to pronounce it the Monacan way. Anyway, Lewis was awarded a knighthood in the UK's New Year's Honours list, which was announced just on Wednesday. Congratulations, Sir Lewis Hamilton. It's a nice thing to achieve in your career. It's a nice thing to achieve in your life. And you know, to think he came from a council estate now. He's this big guy, the only black man in Formula One racing, the only black man in the pinnacle of motorsport, and he's breaking the ceilings and he's just going through, you know, like a type, uh, a hybrid engine. I don't know. And can you imagine Daniel Ricciardo once shared a shoe with a knight? Okay, Lewis wasn't a knight by then, but the point is Daniel Ricciardo shared a shoe with a knight, so pretty big deal yeah pretty big deal now i was scrolling through the internet i always do that a lot and i found some interesting um comments that i thought i would share that i found interesting now someone called a user called f1 reaction pictures tweeted and i quote you've been kidnapped your kidnappers allow you to keep tweeting to pretend everything is all right what would you tweet that would alarm your followers without the kidnappers knowing you're asking for help end of tweet now a Twitter user, Oscar Piastri, you might know him as a Formula 2 driver, tweeted, and I quote, DRS is working fine, end of quote. <laughs> How brilliant is that? How brilliant is that? So that's pretty much from me today. I hope you enjoyed the segment when we talk about F1 and there's no F1 going on. See you next week. Thank you for hanging out with me. Have you had a lovely time? I just want to know your thoughts on Fernando Alonso taking part in the Young Drivers Test. Let me know on Twitter. My handle is at ZF1 Amateur. My f uh, I'm not on Facebook. My Instagram is at zf1 amateur and my email is the formula one amateur at gmail.com see you then bye bye